Hey everyone, this is Wyatt Jackson here. And I'm Devin Marshall. And today you're listening to Adventures into Odyssey. This is Wyatt Jackson here, and uh, I'm back with my friend, or my new co-host, I should say, Devin Marshall, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think what we've decided with this podcast is we're just going to do what we can with it, and uh, hopefully keep lots of these episodes coming out, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll hopefully do as many of these together as we can, right? Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe there's some times where you won't be here, but... Uh, you know, then I'll just do it on my own again, like I used to, so. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're back with the next episode of the Leonard Meltzner saga. Uh, this is f- episode 595, A Time for Action, part two. And it was written by Nathan Hubler, and it originally aired May 13th, 2006. And uh, we have pretty much the same cast we did last episode, we got Eugene Meltzner, voiced by Will Ryan. We got John Whitaker, voiced by Paul Herlinger. We got Christy McKay, or Mom, as I refer to her in my notes, voiced by Julianne Buescher. We got Grady McKay, the annoying kid, voiced by Jordan Orr. And we got both Don Winters and Joel, voiced by Phil Proctor, the guy who uh, voices Detective Don Polhouse in Modern Odyssey. And we got P.J. Manning, voiced by Scott Men- Menville. So, uh, we got one more We got one more character than last episode, but it's just still a pretty small episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, this is also the first episode we actually hear, um, Leonard Meltzner, because, uh, spoiler alert, it's Joel. <laughs> <laughs> it was never really a big surprise, so, uh, yeah. Well, so. we, we heard him at the end of... Oh, that's, Yeah. Dead Ends? Is that right? Yes, we heard him at Dead Ends, but yeah, yeah, we didn't know it was him. No. Okay, my mistake. I'm, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, we get great intro music, too. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. It was very Novacom-esque style intro yeah, music. Yeah, sure. uh, Just brought back lots of those memories of, like, battle lines and uh, all that. The mm-hmm. electric guitar. Uh, <laughs> plan B. You know, those are the days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's get into the episode. Uh, we should roll the promo. I almost forgot. <laughs> Closer than ever to their goal, Eugene and Wit scour their clues and multiple cities in an effort to find any connection to Leonard Meltzner. But the most crucial piece to their puzzle lies where they least expect it. It's a conclusion you'll have to hear on the next Adventures in Odyssey. What? Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Those promos are so bad. Yeah, uh, they really are quite cringe. (laughs) Like the music and stuff is just terrible. Sounds like circus stuff. Yeah, the circus music. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> and the steamship. Did he notice the steamship? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's bad, it's all too right. Much. Uh, this is another. Yeah, okay. I hope. I really hope that they get better with their promos because, uh, like, these are just really bad. I have to say. I think the newer ones are better, but I don't know. I haven't listened. No, to the much. newer ones are just Chris. It's just Chris like oh, talking, okay. and that's at least like not cringy. Yeah. But some of their older ones, like the Novacom ones, <laughs> they're just really bad in general. I know. Yeah. Okay, we're done talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad promo. Don't listen to it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess this means we can start talking about the episode now. Mm-hmm. So, scene one is picks up right where the last one uh, left off. And um, it's Wits and Eugene in Wits' office in Wits' end. Yeah. And, and so Wits explaining to Eugene about his hunch, because remember... We left off the last episode when Wit's like, I think I have a hunch, but we never actually heard it. But mm-hmm. this is a uh, Wit explaining, and so um, Wit looked closer at both the fax numbers, and the original fax didn't really match up with the fax, the appropriately named Around the World mission sent Eugene, mm-hmm. and um, so basically Leonard Meltzner sent a fax to Around the World missions, and then when Around the World missions sent that fax to Eugene. His original number was erased, but then Martin sent the original fax back to Eugene, and it had a different number. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Eugene didn't notice this, <laughs> and Wit just noticed it. And so Eugene's looking at the fax number. He's like, oh, it's a Connellsville number. Gasp, gasp. <laughs> but uh, Wit's like, uh, Eugene, that fax was sent more than a year ago. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Eugene's like, oh, well... Uh, there's only one thing to do. And then he picks up the phone and he just calls it, which, bad idea, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and then, uh, oh yeah. And then we get the worst gas station employee ever. <laughs> uh, PJ Manning. Great guy. And, uh, oh yeah, this guy is just the worst ever. But it's not his first S- appearance, though. No, uh, this is the uh, second episode he's been in. Because he was in, uh, and that's the truth, from Along the Ride. Yes, that's right. And then he's in Bodyguard, which is, uh, I think, a few albums after this one. Yeah, that's in The Sky's the Limit. The Sky's the Limit, that's right. I have that album, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good episode. It is. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we're not going on a rabbit trail like that. So, um... PJ, and Eugene's surprised to hear, um, like, someone, he's, Eugene's like, whoa, I wasn't expecting anyone to pick up, this is like a fax machine, and then PJ has this, like, so funny quote, I wrote it down, he's like, oh, coolness, man, I do the same thing all the time, call and talk to fax machines, <laughs> and then Eugene gets, like, really, he, he's starting to get, like, annoyed, and Eugene's like, young man, I have a quest, and then PJ just cuts him off, and he's like, Okay, look, I gotta let you go because my girlfriend is, like, on the line and she gets really angry. And then he just proceeds to hang up on Eugene. Yeah. (laughs) Which is... Very professional. First of all, this is a phone that your boss is paying for. (laughs) It's for, like, business matters only, not for talking to your girlfriend. (laughs) And uh, second of all, he's been paying... He's being paid for all this time. He's talking to his girlfriend, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. On P- Looks really bad on PJ's part. It's true. So, uh... 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I, ah, sick, my notes are all kind of, like, you know, messed up a little, so, uh, yeah. Sick, okay, so, uh, before PJ hangs up, um, PJ, uh, asks, um, because, uh, Eugene asked for info about the person who sent the fax a year ago. Sorry, I completely messed this up, so. Eugene calls, PJ tells him that they use the same line for the fax and phone. And then Eugene's like, well, I want to know about a person who sent the fax a year ago. And so uh, PJ's like, well, what does he look like? And Eugene's like, okay, he's tall, handsome, rugged, and adventurous. And was like, oh, great. <laughs> and then P- and then that's when PJ hangs up because yeah. his it's girlfriend's getting mad. A handsome man, rugged, and adventurous with brown hair and a mustache. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. He's like, oh. Here we go again. <laughs> it was just got such a great attitude in these adventures. Yeah. He, yeah, <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, so, uh, PJ hangs up because his girlfriend is, gets really like angry <laughs> that he, he's doing a job or something. And then, uh, so Eugene calls back, PJ answers and then just hangs up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so what's, uh, oh no, he puts him on hold. And then Eugene's like, well, we're going to be here for a long time. And it's like, well, yeah, but or we could just go. And Eugene's like, ah, good idea. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. And then we go to the next scene, which is Grady's house. <laughs> and uh, Grady is still having a fit that his church gave him the box. And uh, <laughs> I just wrote down that Eugene really messed up this order big time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But like Grady, though, he's <laughs> like, we shouldn't have to be adopted. <laughs> I know. And his mom's like, Grady, well, we're poor. We're not as poor as some. <laughs> and then Grady's like, let's get rid of this stuff. And when I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute. Is he like th- throw it out? Yeah, no. But then he means like just give it to like the homeless guy. And his mom's pretty cool about it. She's like, okay, okay. Pick a few things and we'll give it to him. And Grady's like, not all. His mom's like, no discussion on this. He's like, ah, fine. So at least he didn't really put up a fight. No. And uh, and then she says she'll drive him, and Grady's like, why can't I give it to him? It's like, Grady, don't go down that thing again. Just be grateful your mom hasn't grounded you, like, you know, mm-hmm. for talking to homeless people. <laughs> yeah. But, like, one thing that, like, is that really bothers me in this episode is that when Grady asks his mom... Um, why he can't talk to strangers. She's like, you'll understand when you're older. And that just like, oh man, it's like, <laughs> it kind of mildly infuriates me because like, she evades all of his questions. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't want to answer them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That is kind of bad. <laughs> it's kind of like, she doesn't really want to tell him why, but. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. We don't get as much Grady and his mom in this episode. It's just this scene and, uh, like, a scene way, way further down, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. But any from that kind of low point in the show, we go to one of the best scenes in this episode, for comedy, that is. <laughs> and it's uh, Pete's Gas and Chow in Connellsville. And uh, so... Wit and Eugene come into this gas station, and uh, PJ is apparently on the line with his girlfriend, Adrian, 
And it appears that she's pretty mad at him. <laughs> I can just imagine her being like, you don't even want to talk to me. And he's like, no, 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 no. I could, I could, I could listen to your voice for hours. <laughs> and then Eugene comes in and he starts yelling at PJ. He's like, ah, uh, I, PJ, I need assistance here. Hello. And PJ's like, yeah, you'll have to wait. It's like, this is urgent. And then Eugene's like, this is urgent. And PJ's like, and then Adrian apparently gets really mad at PJ. He's like, no, it's just a customer. Don't get mad at me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then Eugene just snatches the phone from P- from PJ. And he just he's like, Adrian, hello. PJ's a fortunate man, but he has to go now. Yes, this is an emergency. Slam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, nice one yeah, on tells PJ. <laughs> yeah. It's just really funny because... Uh, and then Eugene says... Lovely girl. <laughs> but uh, uh, PJ is pretty mad about this, but uh, he, uh, because apparently this is a long distance call. Mm-hmm. But then Eugene's like, I'll pay, which. Uh, Why would he, he pay? He apparently doesn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, he offers to pay, but if PJ will like look at this fax. And so PJ's pretty mad, but he takes it, and he's like, and, uh, and the fax was sent from Cairo, which, wait a minute, I thought it was sent from Johannesburg. Hmm. Because, uh, like, wasn't the fax, that was the big deal about it being sent from Johannesburg instead of Cairo, like... Yeah, not Connellsville, it's from, from Johannesburg. That's kind of weird. No, 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 no. No, Joel sent the fax from, uh, from Connell's from Connellsville to Round the World Missions who rooted it from C. Johannesburg. Okay, okay. Johannesburg. But this episode listed as uh, Cairo. So uh, huh. this is really, it's confusing. It's uh, it's really confusing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, m- moving on. So Eugene, uh, so PJ remembers this man from like a year ago. And it was right when PJ started working at this gas station. Mm-hmm. And um, Eugene's getting his hopes up. He's like, ah, did this man look like a tall, handsome, rugged, and adventurous? <laughs> and uh, PJ's like, ha, no, Joel is homeless. And Eugene's like, Joel, not Leonard Meltzner? <laughs> oh. And this is my biggest beef with this episode. The whole time, it does not come into wit or Eugene's mind that Joel might be his father. No. <laughs> like, they're like, well, maybe your father, like, hired Joel to send this fax or something like that. Or your father was Joel. <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. The whole time, they're like, and I mean, Eugene hasn't seen his father in 20 years, so he could have definitely put on some weights and, uh, you know. Like shaved his or grew a beard and Had uh, you know change, yeah. I mean, twenty years you can change a lot. So why is Eugene like so like you know? I don't know. Just can't picture his dad that way with dreadlocks and uh, beard. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not. So uh, anyway, so PJ describes Joel as the opposite to Eugene, a big man in his fifties with dreadlocks. And it, PJ remembers Joel because it was so unusual that homeless people would send a fax to Cairo. Mm-hmm. And Eugene's, like, really disappointed, and he asks PJ if there's anything else. Um, 
but PJ's like, ah, no, he just wanted, he just wanted to send a fax for someone. And Eugene's like, ah, for someone. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. And then uh, PJ's like, all right, you're done. Uh, pay up for my long distance call. And then Eugene's like, uh, uh-oh, I don't have any cash on me. And then he's like, do you take credit cards? And uh, PJ's like, credit cards? Dude, I'm a teenager. <laughs> Which, uh, and then it just ends, like, the, the scene. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, how does Eugene pay? <laughs> Maybe Wit just, like, pays him. I don't know. Maybe. Because Wit's just, like, standing there awkwardly. Uh, Eugene, I have a few loonies in my pockets. Wit doesn't honestly say much throughout this scene. No, he does. He doesn't. Actually, I don't think he says anything. He says, um, oh, ancient or something like that. Oh, yes, because PJ's describing Leonard Meltzer as being in his 50s. He's like, he's super old, like in his 50s. And it's like, oh, must have been ancient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But I think yeah. that's about all he said in that whole scene. Yeah, it's pretty quiet from Wit. So. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Wit's car. And, uh. Eugene is thinking that his father didn't send the facts after all. Eugene, doesn't it occur to you that Joel might just be like your father <laughs> after 20 years? Like, <laughs> okay. And uh, and then Whit, he's just as stupid as Eugene in this scene because he's like, well, maybe your father asked Joel to send uh, the facts. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, uh, Whit, you're both so stupid. <laughs> it's Leonard. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, because Pete, and then, um, what's like, well, there's the homeless shelter down the street that, uh, Joel is pro if he's homeless, he'd, he'd probably be like in that homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Wit knows the director, Don Winters and Eugene's surprised at this. He's like, whoa, why am I not surprised that you know everyone? But he shouldn't be surprised. Cause I mean, if Wit knows like this high up government connection, I'd be surprised, but <laughs> He literally runs, like, a Christian charity organization, like, mm-hmm. so, that does, like, charity work. That one makes like, more uh, sense but, for Wit to know, too. Yeah. I mean, if I was Wit, I'd probably know lots of, like, homeless shelter and drug abuse directors and things like that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's, it just seems weird for Eugene to be surprised at this. Mm-hmm. It's also yeah. weird, though, that, um, what's his name, uh, Phil? Phil Poster? Proctor? Proctor. Phil Proctor. Ah, Proctor. That he plays another Don here, <laughs> like he's Don Winters, oh. and then later when he joined Odyssey again in like the Green Ring Conspiracy, he's like Don Polehouse. Yeah, although I think this is Don Winters' like only episode. Uh, yeah, I can ch- I can check just a sec. But he's actually been in a lot of episodes. Like I was looking at it. Oh earlier. no, he's in a new era part two. Don Winters. Oh, is he? Yeah, but we're not doing those episodes. Because no. those were lame episodes. <laughs> A little bit compared to the top four, especially. Yeah, I have a whole uh, a whole list of episodes we're gonna do after these, and some of them are pretty fun. So, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> so uh, we're in the solid ground homeless shelter. Again, these are great names for all charities, you know, like around the world missions. The best name for a missions organization ever. Solid. Solid ground, ground homeless shelter. It's like. Wow. These are perfect names, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so they go so uh, they go in, and it's... Uh, 
so Don and Wit kind of like, they're like, hey, it's nice to see you again, da-da-da. And Don's like, oh, all the homeless shelter residents are looking forward to the dinner at Wit's End tonight. Which is a, it's nice for Wit to do this dinner. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wit introduces Don to Eugene. And then um, Eugene tells him that uh, they want to know some information about Joel. And Don Winter, she's like, oh, yes, Joel. A man of very few words and very few possessions. <laughs> and then he tells them that uh, Joel first came here over a year ago. And uh, Joel moves around a lot. And, like, he'll be here a week and gone a month. It's like, whoa, where does he go to? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's the hiding from bench, Dalton Kern. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe he's just, like, hiding from Dalton Kern somewhere. Well, that's true. I don't know. Uh, the, another weird thing about that, too, is that... um. If he was so afraid in, like, the undeniable truth about Dalton Kern coming and getting him, like, why is he out on a park bench in the middle of Odyssey? That is a very good point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the homeless shelter I is... get, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah. And then, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe Leonard's, like, going with another archaeologist friend of his, who's just, like, maybe. vowed to secrecy. I don't know. But he doesn't really seem, like, he doesn't ever talk about any friends that he's yeah. had or anything like that. I mean, maybe he just keeps, like, rotating on the park bench and uh, the homeless shelter. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Don's tells them that's like yeah he's been here three weeks like this is a record and eugene's like oh, he's here and don's like oh yeah sure is and then so they're like can we see him and he's like oh sure come this way and so then we go uh we transition to a commercial break and then transition back and um uh so and they're in luck joel's there and he's sleeping and then wit is just the worst in this scene because he's like, hey, Joel, there's some people here to see you. And then Wit's like, yeah, we want to talk to you about Leonard Meltzner. <laughs> Which is just the worst thing for Wit to say, like, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, we want to talk to you about Leonard Meltzner. And the guy... Which, if you listen to it over, you can definitely tell it's uh, Phil Proctor, Leonard Meltzner. Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta go! And then he just, like, proceeds to run out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the, you know, like, Wit and Eugene start running after him. And then we transition to the next scene on Con- Connellsville Street. And so it's Wit and Eugene running after him, and they've uh, lost him because they're apparently not in shape like they used to be. Nope. And Wit mentions Connie's diet from Do or Diet, mm-hmm. which is funny. He's like, oh, I need to get back on Connie's diet again. That's a good <laughs> episode, too. Yeah, that is actually a good episode. I just listened to it because I was bored. <laughs> yeah, we should do that one sometime. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Yeah, that would. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, Eugene is disappointed and his glasses are fogged up, and so he takes them off. And uh, they're close to a cemetery, and so uh, Eugene's, like, uh, presumably rubbing his glasses with, like, a spray or something. or uh, And then uh, it's like, oh... Oh my, oh my. No. And then Eugene's like, what? And Wit's like, look, under that oak tree. And then Eugene puts on his glasses and he's like, 
acorns. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> nice one, Eugene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the weirdest thing for you. It's like, Eugene, look, acorns. Ah. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, you think <laughs> that someone who is doing calculus in their crib could <laughs> see a name on a tombstone? Uh, it's like, uh, he's doing calculus one minute and he's like so smart yet so dumb. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, um, uh, so Wit notices, uh, so he's like, he's like, he's like acorns and it's like, no, Eugene, uh, look at that tombstone. And Eugene's like, oh yes, Hiram Meltzner. I know about that tombstone. Which like, uh, Eugene, it's not Hiram Meltzner. There's another one. And Eugene's like, oh, Thelma Meltzner, my mom. And then Eugene starts freaking out. He's like. Ah, ah, why is she here? Why is she here? Why is she here? And then Wit's like, Eugene! And Eugene just, he's like not hearing Wit. He's like, ah, this doesn't make sense. And, uh, and then Wit's like, Eugene! <laughs> and Eugene's like, yeah? What? Stay on focus. <laughs> yeah, he really is. And then Wit's like, uh, Eugene, your name is written on one of those tombstones. What? <laughs> Rest in peace, Eugene Meltzner. And then that's like the end of that scene. That like it scene. It's actually pretty creepy if you think of it, seeing your name on one of those tombstones, it's on true. a tombstone. Well, like Bernard oh, that was that. The, the, yeah, that was in, uh, what's it called? Last of the Long uh, Line. Last in the Long Line. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a promo. Just imagine seeing your name on one of these tombstones. <laughs> da, 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 da. They just were inspired by that, so they stuck it in there later. Except it, it was Meltzner. This is Eugene Meltzner. That's that true. one was Garvey Hire Meltzner. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So then we cut from that scene and we cut back to the cemetery again. And Eugene is just freaking out. He's like, ah, why would someone do this? Ah. And yep. then Wit's like, um, hey, there's another one for an Everett Meltzner. Wit's just so observant, like, though, in the scene. Like... Oh, yeah. And Eugene is just so not observant. <laughs> yeah. So oblivious. <laughs> yeah. He's just oblivious to everything. And uh, Eugene's like, Everett Meltzner? I don't know who that was, who that is, because, like, he studied his family history well, and it's, like, weird to him. I don't know. Well, we do. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like Everett Meltzner in Adventures and Odyssey is just so, like, underused. Like, he has so much potential as Eugene's brother, but, mm-hmm. you know... They should have, yeah. like, done more stuff with him. They really should have. And uh, I think I recorded a call and sent it to them for their one of their uh, director Q&A podcasts. But we'll see if that gets put in. Because <laughs> that would be cool. It would. To have Everett Melsner. But uh, anyway. Um, and uh, so Wit notices the date on Eugene's tombstone. And uh, according to the state, uh, Eugene died when he was seven years old. And Wit is so observant, just as you mentioned. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, it just automatically connects the dots. Uh-huh. And then Eugene puts the dots together. No, he, Wit doesn't do it. Eugene does it okay. first. Eugene's like, oh my, that means my father believed I died in the crash. Die, Eugene. We all knew that. We all knew that. Your father loves you. He just thinks you're dead. Uh, duh. And, uh, and so, um... Yeah, his father believed Eugene died in the train crash. Michael died in. And so Eugene realizes that his father still loves him. 
and he hasn't like hated him for the the bathtub instance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Wit suggests that they go back to the home. He's like the homeless shelter. He's like, maybe Don Winters can tell us something. We cut. We go to Don Winters, sounding just like Don Polhouse saying, "Gentlemen, I don't know anything more about Joel." And he just sounds so much like Don Polhouse in this scene. It's true. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like his first line, it's like, "Whoa, that's just like Don Polhouse in the Green Ring Conspiracy." Mm-hmm. It just sounds so uncannily like. Uh, you know, Don Polhouse. It's like, whoa, wow. It's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, he didn't even know Joel's last name, which is weird because, uh, like, uh, first of all, in most homeless shelters, you have to give, like, a name, even if it's a fake name, but, like, a full name. Mm-hmm. You can't just and be, second like, of all, Joel. <laughs> Joel, t- Joel literally told Don Winters his whole backstory. He was in Africa. He, his wife and kids died in Africa, and uh, he was on the run from a ruthless archaeologist. But he didn't even tell him, like, a fake last name. Yeah. Like, and second of all, Don doesn't tell Wit and Eugene this information that he's previously learned. Mm-hmm. Like, if Eugene knew that Droll had been in Africa for, like, a, lo- a long time, why wouldn't he tell wit and eugene this information you know yeah it just seems really weird uh and it's just i don't know it looks kind of bad in the writing standpoint you know also another thing is with joel if joel had been um in a disguise why did he run like way back because like uh you mean like in the a few scenes ago wait when uh eugene was like when wits asked if um for information about Leonard Melsner, like, why did he run? Because, like, if he's in a good disguise, no one should really recognize him. Yeah. Although Maybe it, he's not in a... Yeah, yeah. If it had been at Dalton Kern, though, it, I guess he probably would have recognized him. I don't know. We don't even know where Dalton Kern is right now, though. That's true. Presumably, he's still in Africa. Or he's in New York with Everett. I don't know. Well, like, this point of time in, like, the episode... Um, he hasn't been like labeled as like a bad guy yet. No, he has. We don't know the name. We just know the American who inspired greed with everyone else. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Which spoiler alert: the American is Dalton Kern. What? We all knew that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. And then so they're like, well, so after um. Uh, Dawn Winters tells them that uh, they know he knows nothing more about Joel. They're like, well, can we look at his bunk? And uh, Dawn is like, okay. And so they go in his bunk, and they're like, wow. Like, he literally only had this blanket. And then, uh, is, is it, and then Wit, being very the very observant man he is, he's like, wait a minute. The name doesn't, there's a name stitch in the corner here. And then Eugene's like, huh, he had it personalized? No, Eugene. Don't be dumb. (laughs) Uh, But the name isn't Joel, it's... We cut. (laughs) And we hear in Grady's house, his mom saying, Grady! Which is just a perfect transition, you know? (laughs) And so, um... We're in Grady... The name apparently is Grady on the blanket. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Wit and Eugene are in Grady's house, and uh, 
Uh, so they come in his room, apparently, or the, the living room. I don't know, wherever he sleeps. And uh, Grady just burst out, What are you doing with my blanket? And then uh, his mom's like, Grady, be polite. And so he's like, okay, what are you doing with my blanket? Please, which is funny. Because, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just a funny line. Uh, so um, even mom, whom, her name is Christy, but she's confused. And, uh, and uh, Eugene tells them that he needs to find, like, this man whom the blanket belongs to because uh, this might have something to do with his dad. And then Grady says, this might help you find your dad. And Eugene's like, yeah. And uh, we we can um, just imagine this because there's a whole story arc with Grady and his dad, too, mm-hmm. in the next episodes and the next, like, albums. So um, this is kind of like a precursor to that, you know, because Grady's, I'm sure he's thinking about his dad. And uh, Those would be good episodes to cover. Ah, uh, maybe. Like the high stakes I find them, oh, accidental dilemma. Yeah, the high stakes. I don't know. They're kind of sad, though. It's true. Like with his dad. I don't know. <laughs> it might be a little bit of a downer, but. Yeah, depressing. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, Grady tells him everything that he gave the blanket to adopt a family, and that due to Eugene's incompetence, uh, they had it returned to them. No, they didn't say that. That would have been funny. But, uh, now he tells him that uh, it came back to them. Eugene doesn't seem the least bit concerned that his system didn't isn't really working that well. <laughs> nope. And. Uh, so they just, like, gave everything to the homeless guy in the park. And uh, Eugene's like, well, did he say anything? And they're like, nah, he didn't really tell us much. And Eugene's like, ah, no, another dead end. And then Grady, he's like, he just saves the day completely. He's like, well, why don't you just talk to him tonight? And they're like, whoa, tonight? <laughs> and uh, Grady's like, yeah. I invited him to the homeless dinner. I mean, isn't that what it's for? But it's like, ah, yeah, everyone's welcome, Grady. (laughs) (laughs) Such a Christian thing to say right there. Uh, Such a Christian thing. (laughs) And, uh, uh, I, uh, and then we go to the next scene in a car. And at this time in the recording, I'm like, okay, there has to be like only one or two minutes left. And I'm like, oh, there's still five or six minutes left. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, this episode... It's like, it, fe- it feels like a, a big episode, but it's really not. Well, like, the Chris section is honestly, like, two minutes long. True. And then this next section is, like, three minutes long. Mm-hmm. In the car. Yeah. And I, I obviously got kind of confused, and so, like, so my notes are kind of scattered, so you might have to help me through this one. <laughs> okay. So, it's, uh, in the car, in Wit's car, and, uh, Eugene and Wit are driving... Presumably from Grady's house to Wit's end. For the dinner, yeah. Wit's like, Wit mentions Connie and Nick, which I'm glad Wit mentioned Nick, because I just really wish he was in this episode. Yeah, Nick kind of just that disappeared. Been, yeah. He's just working at Wit's end, and then Wit just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Wit just, like, quietly fired him for, like, smoke smoking. No, he, and, he uh, stopped smoking. He became kind of better. Yeah, Wit's like... Uh, you need to be a better influence on these kids because you're not a Christian. and uh, So I'm, I'm going to fire you. Nick's like, dang, well, I got a better job elsewhere, just like Richard Maxwell. <laughs> it's my fan theory. Oh, he's working with Richard. 
Yeah, yeah. Just like RM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that didn't make sense. Uh, so, uh, anyway, it's Eugene and Wit in the car, and uh, Eugene is, he doesn't want to get his hopes up, because he doesn't want to be disappointed again. Eugene thinks it's possible that Joel will show up, and Wit's like, well, he might be spooked about going to public places. And then Eugene just launches into, like, a huge question of his motives. Like, should he have gone down this trail? And Eugene's like, well, on the one hand, if I, ha if I hadn't gone, like, started investigating Joel, like, uh, he wouldn't have been spooked and he wouldn't have run away and da-da-da-da-da. And you would have never and found out anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Wit tells him that, and Eugene's like, well, I might have known. A possible sign might have converged during the evening, which... No, it wouldn't have. Mm -mm. Eugene would never have known that that was his father. Duh. And, uh... And, um... And, uh, yeah. So, basically, Eugene worries that his actions have inadvertently hindered his progress to finding his father. And then he and Wit discuss the providence of God, and Wit tells Eugene that it is impossible for him to ruin God's plans and assures him that everything will work out. So... Basically, God's in control of all that's happening here, and uh, you can never ruin God's plans. Mm -hmm. And I just have, huh, that's a nice message in this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, we're, you know, we're in God's hands. And, uh, I did a good job with making that one kind of Yeah, but I'm, but I'm talking about, like, today, like, you know, with, like, the whole worldwide situation. Yeah. It's like, oh, nice to be reminded that we're all in God's hands, and, uh, you know, this is God's timing, and uh, it, we're all, you know... A good thing so. to remember, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of nice, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's a big scene too. Mm -hmm. But I just don't have that many notes in it. And so then uh, we go to the last scene, which is also the first scene of the next episode, or part of the first scene of the next episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's Wit's end, and Eugene's scanned the room seven times for Joel, and he can't find him. And then Grady arrives and, or no, and then Grady comes up to, uh, like, uh, Eugene, and uh, he's like, Joel's here. Wait, why is Grady there? Uh, because, like, in in the last episode, Wit was talking to Grady a lot about this program, and I think Grady just wanted to, like, volunteer or something. I'm not sure. It, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Mm -hmm. uh, but, it, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Grady just wants to see Joel again, even after his mom's like, Grady, don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Probably. Hi! Because you'll understand when you're older. <laughs> so bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you'll understand when you're older why you shouldn't talk to strangers. But, Mom! <laughs> no, Grady. Conversation's done. <laughs> don't talk to strangers. You'll understand when you're older. Okay, uh, so um, Grady comes up, and uh, he tells him that Joel's here, and Eugene runs up screaming, Joel! <laughs> and then Wit's like, That worked so well last Eugene, time. stop! Yeah, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wouldn't Joel have heard that? Because like, it was, like, loud. Yeah. Apparently Joel didn't hear it. <laughs> and so Wit's like, Eugene, stop, stop! Uh, he's probably spooked, you know? And uh, Eugene's like, oh, right, uh, what do we do? And then Eugene almost runs to the little theater to get a costume. And then Grady's like, ah, you're both being silly. I'll introduce you. And then Wade and Eugene both are like, no, 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 Grady, no, no. 
And Grady just ignores them and walks up to Joel. <laughs> Which is funny. Listen, I do what I want, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also really good voice acting mm-hmm. to have, you know. And then, um, so Gr- Grady goes to Joel. And uh, Joel remembers his name, Grady. And he's like, ah, you gave me that blanket. That was very nice of you. And, uh, yeah. And then, um. Yeah, and then Grady introduced, kind of, he's like, I have a friend who wants to talk to you. And Joel's like, oh? <laughs> and then so he's like, uh, and then so he invites Eugene over. Not Wit, because that's the last we hear of him. Wit's presumably just watching from, like, the kitchen or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Eugene comes to Joel, and Joel says, greetings, which is, like, the classic Eugene response. Greetings and salutations. And, <laughs> yeah. But, and Eugene's like, oh, uh, uh. Greetings. And Eugene still doesn't think that this might be his father. Well, I guess <laughs> looking right at him, you wouldn't think that. Like, if No, but it, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's still pretty stupid, though. It's true. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so, uh, and then, um, Joel gets a look at Eugene and he's like, Good heavens! You remind me of someone I used to know a long time ago. And then Eugene's like, oh, that would have been Leonard Meltzer, right? And then Leonard Meltzer's like, Joel's like, what? What? <laughs> you know the Meltzners? And then Eugene's like, well, yes. And then Eugene, he just like uh, starts r- rambling on about his whole story again. Like, you know, he uh, he's looking for his father and he believes that his father thinks he died in a train crash and he's been looking for him forever. And Leonard Meltzer's, like, in a state of shock, basically. You know? Yeah. Uh, Then Eugene asks him if he could help him find his father. Oh, Eugene asks him if he knows his father. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have it written down that Eugene doesn't consider that his father might be Joel. (laughs) It's so annoying realistic to it. Eugene just does not, you know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't consider all the possibilities. But anyway, Joel says that he knows Leonard Meltzer. He is Leonard Meltzner! <laughs> Gasp. Yeah. And that's where the episode goes off on. Yep, that's the end of part two. Yeah. And then they carry on oh. at the first episode of uh, Into the Light. Yeah. That was a, a good episodes. I, I enjoyed them. Yeah. A lot better than Prisoners of Fear. For sure. And Dead, Dead Ends was okay, but these ones were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, yeah. And then there's the Chris wrap-up, and uh, I have... A few notes about the Chris wrap-up. So, um, uh, so the Bible verse she does is Daniel 4.35, which uh, I didn't write the Bible verse down, but uh, I could Google it. Just a sec. And w- while I'm doing that, uh, I'll just talk about the other things. So basically, the Chris wrap-up is about God's provision. God's provision. Lots of people think that uh, God only has one plan for their life, but they don't realize that the mistakes they made like don't affect God's plan. And uh, so basically, as long as we seek God, we can be a part of his will. And God isn't surprised when we aren't perfect mm-hmm. is basically the summary. And so it's good. Oh, and so I, I have the Bible first. And so basically it says, Daniel 4.35 says, All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of this earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? So. Yep. Yeah, kind of a weirder Bible verse. Weird choice you know, but, for that one. But 
yeah, I don't know. It is. <laughs> There's probably better Bible verses for this context, but mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that is this episode. Mm-hmm. Do you have any cl- closing thoughts about this episode? Uh, Devin? Mostly just that it's one of the better ones, but yeah, I'm just happy that we're this far into the saga, and I'm really looking forward to the top floor. Yeah, only two more episodes, I think, before the top floor. Yeah, and uh, yeah, my t- closing thoughts is that it's it's a good episode. I'd rate it four out of five stars. Um, so, uh, there was a few congruency timeline issues. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, for the most part, it was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed um, Eugene, his conclusion that he came to that, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's good that they introduced Leonard Meltzner in the end of this episode to get people interested. Well, and, uh, definitely grab more people for the next album. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but before we go, do you want to kind of talk about our podcast here for like a, a little while? Um, what about Just it? Kinda, <laughs> well kind of how we're gonna go forward with the podcast yeah um so we're gonna do mostly just whenever we can actually have time to record um yeah the whole pandemic it'll be more it'll be more in the summer probably but mm-hmm. i'm sure we will still make time like in the, the next school year to do this too yeah like yeah. the whole pandemic kind of makes things interesting for trying to record because we have to do this over like google over yeah google hangouts and it's just a lot more difficult than if we were both together so yeah it is but and uh there's been quite a few technical issues we've had and uh so far we have uh prefer we have uh uh you know prevailed mm-hmm. also um sometimes Devin won't be with me no because uh, <laughs> he has other stuff to do but i think for the most part you're going to be there probably yeah yeah and uh so i'm just glad i finally have a co-host now (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely makes things more interesting to have kind of more of a discussion than just talking about it so yeah than just a commentary it does and i'm glad we're doing this and uh, i can't wait to see what episodes we uh we get into for the future Mm -hmm. yeah so anyway so the next episode uh is kind of the we're really getting into the Leonard Meltzner saga. Mm-hmm. It is, um, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, Cover of Darkness. Like... Cover of Darkness. Why did I forget that I owned that episode? <laughs> and so Cover of Darkness is kind of the, the start where all the action starts. And uh, Cover of Darkness is episode 596. And uh, that's what we're, we're going to be discussing next episode. Yep. So... Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. All right, then. With that ending, I'm going to say see you next time. Adios.